The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you. It is August 14th, 7 a.m. It is David and Dina Marie with you on the Morning Blend. On this Monday, where Ooh. I can tell you it's already 70 degrees hot, out right hot, now. Hot. So how, how was your weekend? I know you're, <laughs> just a reminder, oh. you're filling in for Brenda, who's on vacation. So she's going to be back on Wednesday. So That's right. So you're here today and tomorrow. So thank you for filling in. And, it's uh, my pleasure. And uh, your weekend, a uh, little, little toasty yesterday. It was a little toasty. I spent part of the weekend in Beaverton with the sisters at Our Lady of Peace. I was here on Friday, and then I just did an extended stay in the Portland metro area because there was a big event at Our Lady of Peace, a 50th Jubilee celebration. Nice. So one of the sisters, Sister Therese, is celebrating her golden jubilee, 50 years as a religious. And so there was a special mass, uh, All of the a lot of family from Sister sister's from the Philippines originally, and so some of her family who lives here in the States came out. Archbishop Alexander Sample was there to preside at Mass. It was just so beautiful, and so I was able to kind of help put the final little touches together. A lot of work by a lot of volunteers, all the staff, all the sisters coming together. Uh, The Maronite monks uh, Mm -hmm. of... The Sacred Heart, they also came. We've seen Abuna Decker and, and all of the monks. They were there, and it was just a beautiful day. Yeah. Really hot. Oh, yes. um, but just a day of joy and celebration of religious life and of vocations. And it was interesting, David, because we had um, the monks, the Maronite monks were there. Some of the Brigantine monks came down. Some of our local priests from various uh, locations who've had a, a real special connection with Sister Therese. She's been a spiritual director for a lot of people, including myself. and and kind of walked with us along the way but the brigantine monks were walking out and the last thing they said to me was they and i said you know thank you so much for coming and and continuing to pray with us and they said pray for vocations Mm -hmm. pray for us pray for vocations and i just took that to heart that our religious are asking us to pray for vocations yeah so it's important and it was just a lot of joy a lot of fun and then driving home in the heat Uh, i was grateful to have a little air conditioning going on the rest of the weekend yeah so did the uh, brigantine monks bring any of their treats they did not i think they were probably worried they'd all melt (laughs) melt. that's right but there is fudge at the uh, at the gift shop at the sisters they do have some of that delicious fudge so yeah you you can't go wrong with that well, it is going to be a hot one, yeah. even hotter today, potentially, than it was yesterday. And we're talking about, you know, 104, Over 100, yeah, yeah. 104 Portland, Salem looks like possibly 107. So needless to say, that is hot, and it looks like it's going to last really through Wednesday. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. starts to cool down maybe into the 90s on Thursday. So it's going to be a hot week. This could this could very well be. We the, could set some records. We could set some records, and this could very well be the hottest week of the summer. Well, it certainly is right now. But what whether we see this much heat again, leading towards the end of August into September remains to be seen. But uh, be prepared. Yeah. Uh, I know that a lot of locations have set up cooling centers. We'll talk about this in the news a little bit. Some cooling centers, some misting stations. Um, 
check on friends and family mm-hmm. if uh, you know they don't have any air conditioning. Make sure they're doing fine. So just just one of these weeks. Yeah, and definitely just keep prayers out there for all the firefighters. We've got high watch just about everywhere. Yeah. I'll talk about some other issues as well. And, of course, our friends in Hawaii, we need to continue to keep them in our prayers as they continue to battle all of the devastation. So uh, we're not out of it yet. And no, we just, no. Uh, yeah, definitely keep those prayers out there for all who are affected. So I I, well, I was awakened just right really before I was going to get up this morning, and something was scratching on my rooftop, and I heard it up <laughs> there. I, 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 I'm hopeful that's all it was. <laughs> I don't know quite okay. what it was, but it was just like I'm laying in there, and it's the, you know, and it's like, what the heck is that up there? And so it's a two-story house, so I couldn't just go out and, you know, look and see what was going on. Plus, it was still dark, but it's just like I'm going to have to ask my wife uh, later today if she if she heard that early this morning so i am kind of anxious to figure this out and, and hopefully i don't go come home and there's a big hole in my roof or something okay. but uh, okay. anyway so uh yeah that's that's kind of been on the back of my mind what was that because it was kind of loud and it was like hmm all right so i did see a, i did see a raccoon a couple of nights ago yeah just, just walking through the backyard i hope it wasn't yeah. a cougar that we <laughs> yeah, were talking well, about last week, i don't know but... so it's We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, I'm kind of anxious to see if my wife heard that. So I guess we better roll on here. What do you got coming up this morning? Well, during his Sunday, Angelus, the Holy Father, addressed the ongoing tragedies at sea, calling for healing, solidarity, and brotherhood. All right. And we will give you more information on the hot weather coming up in the news. It's going to be a great day. 7.05 on this Monday, David and Dina Marie kicking things off. We've got Dave Moore with us this morning. It's Song of Victory on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Have an awesome Monday.
It is Dave Moore and Song of Victory. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio. Dave and Dina Marie with you on this very hot Monday. Well, Father Kubicki going to join us next. Talk about the saint of the day. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. In your hands, O oh Lord, we humbly entrust our deceased brothers and sisters. Matrade Radio joins Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services for a special rosary for the faithful departed on Wednesday, August 30th. Cards will be available to request a special intention for your loved one. Deacon David Hamus will lead the Holy Rosary and Litany of the Faithful Departed at 12.30 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley and 2.30 at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland on Wednesday afternoon, August 30th. Be a part of this uplifting time of peace and renewal. For more information, search the keyword Rosary on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us in this powerful prayer session for Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services and Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.13 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, as we've been saying, it is going to be very hot today. There is a red flag warning in effect until later tonight for high fire danger and then an excessive heat warning in effect all the way through Wednesday night. So just a couple of things that we're dealing with today. Going to be sunny and hot, high in the Portland area, 104, your projected high. Low overnight tonight, just down to around there, just saying 75. 
your low <laughs> that's not tonight. A low. That's not that's not much of a low. <laughs> and then tomorrow, 102, and Wednesday, 99. And so again, some some real heat right on through Wednesday. Oh my goodness! Well, right now, currently 66 degrees at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Vancouver, and probably the coolest it's going to get right now. 68 degrees <laughs> at St. Joseph the Worker in Portland. Good morning. This is Dina Marie with a Saint Moment on Mater Day Radio. Well, the liturgical calendar is filled with saints and stories of men and women of all different ages, all different backgrounds, who were regular men and women, just like you and I, but they live their lives in an extraordinary way, a way of continuing to persist in following Jesus Christ. And so today we have a great opportunity to bring back our friend, Father James Kubicki, to look at some of the great feast days we celebrate in the month of August, some that come together and give us a better reflection on the love of our Blessed Mother in our lives. Father James Kubicki joining us. Father James, thanks for joining us during this busy summer season. Great to have you back with us. Thank you so much, Dina Marie. Good to be with you and all our listeners. I wanted to reflect. There's so many great feast days in the month of August, but one of my favorite is Maximilian Kolbe. And there's a great history of this Franciscan saint. Uh, I'm at the Franciscan Sisters uh, retreat house today, so we love our Franciscan saints. But let's kind of start with him and giving us an idea of his life. What do we know about uh, Maximilian Kolbe and, and some of the highlights of his life? Well, one of the things I love, you know, he was baptized with the name Raymond and uh, Raymond Kolbe. And when he joined the conventual Franciscans, he was given the name Maximilian Marie Kolbe. And uh, he was born in 1894 in Poland. And one of the beautiful parts of his story is that when he was 12 years old, apparently he was kind of a a rambunctious child. And uh, when he was 12 years old, his mother said to him, Raymond, what is going to become of you? And uh, that question really convicted him. And he was praying in front of a statue of our Blessed Mother, and he had a vision of our Blessed Mother. He was asking her, his spiritual mother, Mother, what is going to become of me? And in the vision, she presented him with two crowns. One was white and one was red. And she said, I offer you a choice. You know, you have to be um, consecrated as a religious and to live a life of chastity, virginity, or I give you this red crown, which symbolizes martyrdom. Which do you want? And being the, I guess, precocious uh, child that he was at the age of 12, he said, I want both. And as it turns out, both of those crowns were given to him. He joined the conventional Franciscans, uh, was ordained a priest, had a great devotion to our Blessed Mother and promoted devotion to her in an organization that he created called the Militia of the Immaculata. He created cities both in Poland and as a missionary in Japan, cities that were named after her. So they were called City of the Immaculate Mother of God. And he developed a whole publishing industry of magazines uh, that promoted devotion to our Blessed Mother, including consecration to her. And uh, as the story goes, he eventually returned to Poland, where he was arrested by the Nazis. World War II had broken out. Poland was occupied by the Nazis, and he was arrested because of the work that he was doing to promote religion 
which very much went against the Nazi philosophy. And he was a great leader in, in Poland and the uh, Nazis wanted to destroy anything of Polish culture and language. And so they targeted Maximilian Kolbe. He was arrested, sent to Auschwitz. And in Auschwitz, he was, you know, almost worked to death. But at one point, it was July 30th, 1941, a prisoner had escaped. And to dissuade any other prisoners from thinking about escaping, the commandant called the group together from one of the barracks and chose 10 men to die in a starvation bunker. Now, one of those men was uh, a husband and a father, and he blurted out, he said, I, I have a family, I need to be there for my family. And Maximilian Kobe stepped forward and said, I will take his place. And the commandant said to him, well, who are you? What, you know, and he said, I am a Catholic priest. I will take this man's place. And he did. He went into the starvation bunker. He and uh, in two weeks, um, most of the men had died. He and three others were still alive. And, and so the Nazis came and gave him and the other three an injection with carbolic acid and they were killed. And so Pope St. John Paul II, when he canonized St. Maximilian Kolbe in the year 1982, called him a martyr of charity because he had offered his life. He witnessed to the love of God, Jesus, who said, I came not to serve, but to not to be served, but to serve, and who came and said, I lay down my life for my friends. St. Maximilian Kolbe did that and hence is known as a martyr of charity. Wow. Father James Kubicki with us today talking about the life of St. Maximilian Kolbe. And you mentioned, Father James, this love of the Blessed Mother. In fact, I think we could probably learn a lot from a young person saying, well, from the parent, what are you, what are we going to do with you? But if we're wondering, what am I going to do with my life? Pray to the Blessed Mother. That's a great example. What about this idea of a consecration? I know many saints, there's a connection with this Marian consecration, but can you explain that a little bit and how Maximilian looked at that way of making a, a Marian consecration? Well, uh, consecration, you know, sounds uh, very uh, official, and in a sense it is. All of us were consecrated at our baptisms. We received on our heads the sacred chrism, which is used to consecrate a worship space, a new church that's used to consecrate the altar in a new church. When I was ordained a priest, my hands were consecrated with that sacred chrism. And so each of us received that same anointing, consecrating us to our Lord. But a way that we can, let's say, enhance that consecration or um, receive help in living out our baptismal promises, where we rejected Satan, is to turn to our Blessed Mother, because the promise that was given in the book of Genesis is that there would be a new Eve, a woman who would come, who would crush the serpent's head. And we see that fulfilled in our Blessed Mother. So if we want to live out our baptismal consecration, where we say, I reject Satan and all his empty promises and sin, the way to do that is by turning to our Blessed Mother and asking her help because she crossed the serpent's head. She is the one who gave flesh to Jesus, who was born from her womb. And in making this consecration, what we do is we basically say, 
Mary, I am weak and sinful. I need help in living out my baptismal promises. You can take what I offer each day to God. And if there's anything imperfect there, you can make it perfect because I've offered this to Jesus through you. And that's, you know, one of the, the great moments uh, in history was when St. Louis de Montfort in the 1700s began a process, uh, began a movement of consecration to our Blessed Mother. And what he called it was basically, it was not so much to our mother, but to Jesus through Mary. And the desire again is, uh, he called it total consecration to Jesus through Mary. And this really helped St. John Paul II understand Mary's role, that as Jesus came to us through Mary, we go to Jesus through Mary. And she makes complete, makes perfect, what is weak and imperfect in our lives. So there are many different ways of doing this. Um, the de Montfort consecration, the 33 days that uh, Father Gately has put together in a beautiful little book. So there, there are many different ways of doing this. I'm sure you've had some experience of this yourself, Dina Marie, haven't you? I have, uh, Father James. In fact, we are in the month of August, so we just started to do our 33 Days to Morning Glory retreat. I've got about 60 participants in uh, my parish community, and my husband and I are helping lead people through this process. But some of the saints that we connect with during the preparation are St. Maximilian Colby, are St. Louis de Montfort. You mentioned St. Pope John Paul II, and then another beautiful saint, Mother Teresa, you know, they all help us in in getting a better idea of our relationship with Our Lady and uh, are making those baptismal promises. So I'd encourage people. I think summertime is a retreat time. It'd be a great time to make a consecration. And oh, my goodness, we're getting close to the end of, of this uh, segment. But I, I want to have us talk a little bit more about Our Lady's feast days because that ties into making the consecration because they are tied to a feast day of the Blessed Mother. Will you stay on the line, Father James? We'll take a quick break and we'll continue our conversation about the saints and our Blessed Mother in the next half hour. Thank you. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Dina Marie with you on this Monday morning. If you haven't done so, please download our Hail Mary Media app. You know it's free, and that's a very good price. Very easy. Just go to our website. Information right there on the main page. You'll have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer reminders. All that on the free Hail Mary Media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Another hot day in store. We'll have some news for you. Some cooling shelters opened up. That's coming up. Also, have you ever wondered why the priest kisses the altar at the beginning of Mass? We'll explore the history of this tradition coming up next. But first, we do have Jamie Teton. It is a good day, and it is a good day on this Monday, August 14th. You're tuned in to Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Day Radio, and that is Jamie Teton on this Monday morning. It's now 7.30. And in your news this morning, well, to say it's going to be a hot week, probably a bit of an understatement with temperatures soaring into triple digits. It hit 100 in Portland yesterday afternoon, could be even hotter today. An excessive heat warning has been issued by the National Weather Service through Wednesday night. Portland and Multnomah County officials declared a state of emergency Sunday due to excessive heat in the region and opened three cooling centers. Those cooling centers will welcome pets and people with food and water from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Multnomah County East, Cook Plaza, and Old Town Cooling Center. Portland Water Bureau has opened a number of misting stations that will spray cool water 24 hours a day, and TriMet won't charge anyone heading to a cooling space. There's also a red flag warning in effect through tonight due to hot, windy conditions creating critical fire danger and rapid fire spread. Mm. Well, a level three go now evacuation order has been issued over the lookout fire burning in the Cascade foothills of Lane County with that declaration by the Oregon governor. The move allows for Oregon State Fire Marshal to mobilize firefighters and equipment and the blue incident management team to protect life and property threatened by those flames. Hot temperatures and gusty winds fueled that fire through yesterday. The Lane County Fire's office issued that three level, which is go now evacuation order. They also issued a level one, which is a get ready order for residents. Now, those that are affected currently by level three evacuations include Taylor Road, North Bank Road, all areas north of Highway 126 between Blue River Reservoir Road and Drury Lane, Mona Campground, Lookout Campground, H.J. Andrews Experimental uh, Forest Headquarters. Those under level one evacuations are areas south of Highway Highway 126, Blue River Reservoir Road, and Foley Ridge Road, Mackenzie River Drive as well. Think about our community there at St. Benedict Lodge and Mackenzie mm-hmm. Bridge. Yeah. That community, a lot of beautiful residents out there. So the Lane County Sheriff's Office reminds the residents in those areas they can't guarantee your safety um, because the, the conditions can sure. rapidly grow. So again, keep watch on those levels. Um, continue to watch for the local media your phone to monitor, and lanecounty.org lookout fire is a great contact for more information. Yeah, with the hot weather and the wind. And the wind, that is not a good combination. So, uh, you know, please be very careful out there today. Well, if you bought any candles from Target, you may want to check them for safety. According to a notice from federal regulators, Target is recalling 2.2 million candles 
Due to lacerations and burn hazards, the recall impacts threshold-branded glass jar candles sold in multiple sizes and various scents, including frosted vanilla cupcake, rose petal and lotus, blue agave, cactus and pumpkin spice, among others. According to Thursday's notice published by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the jars of these candles can break during use, risking burn and lacerations. Target has received 19 reports of candle jars breaking or cracking during use for this recall, resulting in one minor injury. Now, the notice states that consumers with the recalled threshold products should immediately stop using them. The candles can be returned to any Target store or by mail for a full refund. No more pumpkin spice candles uh, yeah, for you, yeah, David. Just it. get rid of them. I got to wait. <laughs> well, during his Sunday Angelus address before a crowd of nearly 15,000 faithful, Pope Francis called attention to the thousands of people who have lost their lives trying to cross the Mediterranean Sea to immigrate to Europe in 2023. The Holy Father said it is an open wound of our humanity, adding that the deaths bring pain and shame. According to the UN Refugee Agency, an estimated 2,175 men, women, and children are either missing or dead in the Mediterranean Sea as of August 13th. Last year, in the same period of time, the estimated dead and missing was 1,361. To the crowd gathered in St. Peter's Square, Pope Francis said that he had prayed for the 41 migrants who died in the latest Mediterranean shipwreck tragedy. Survivors rescued off the coast of a small Italian island reported the migrant shipwreck last week. Authorities say that as of August 6th, an estimated 90,763 migrants have arrived in Italy by sea this year, a large uptick from the previous year. The Pope concluded his message saying, I encourage political and diplomatic efforts that seek to heal the wounds of migrant deaths in a spirit of solidarity and brotherhood, as well as the efforts of all those working to prevent shipwrecks and rescue migrants. And in sports, the Final Four now set in the FIFA Women's World Cup as quarterfinal action concluded over the weekend. Both semifinal matches will be early tomorrow morning. That's actually Wednesday in, okay. in uh, <laughs> right. New Zealand and uh, Australia. So first up, Spain against Sweden. That begins at 1 a.m. our time in Auckland, New Zealand. Again, that's tomorrow morning if you want to stay up. That will be followed by Australia versus England at 3 a.m. our time from Sydney, Australia. You can imagine that is going to be a raucous crowd, given that's the uh, hometown right there. So uh, that should be fun. Both games will be televised on Fox. The championship match is this Sunday at 3 a.m. You know, uh, it's... I enjoyed watching the World Cup matches, but the time change just <laughs> right. not not real conducive for watching them live. No, kind of have to record them and watch them. Yeah, and then if you already know who wins, is it that exciting? Yeah, it, it does take a little. I'm bit I'm not from sure. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, did you know that the liturgical custom of kissing the altar is one of the oldest, dating back to the fourth century? That's right. Before celebrating every mass, the priest and the deacon approach the altar and kiss it. Now, to some, this practice seems rather odd as altars are material objects of stone or wood and don't seem to warrant any particular reverence. So what is the significance behind the ancient custom? 
Kissing holy and sacred objects has been part of various world religions for thousands of years. The practice comes from cultures where the kiss was viewed as a sign of respect or used as a greeting and was naturally applied to objects that represented the divine. Outside of pagan worship, there also grew a tradition in some cultures that kissing a dinner table at special occasions was taken on. As Christians developed the liturgy, they adapted customs from their own culture and gave them new significance. Kissing the altar was one of them and was quickly attached to the actions of the priest at Mass. For Catholics, the altar receives its importance in connection with the holy sacrifice of the Mass that is celebrated upon it. The altar has been set apart for this singular purpose, and the bishop consecrates it when it is installed in a new church. In fact, the ceremony of consecration mimics the baptism of a new Christian, as the bishop uses holy oils to bless the altar and vests it with a white garment after the prayers have been completed. Thus, kissing the altar can be viewed as honoring the special role it has in the liturgy and the consecration it was given by the bishop. Additionally, over time, relics of saints were inserted into the altar, and when the priest kisses the altar, he would also be kissing the relics. So while it's true that the altars are material objects, they have been set apart for specific purpose, and kissing the altar recognizes its privileged role and relation to the divine sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Today at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Mount Angel, Oregon, they're hosting the American Red Cross Blood Drive that will be going on from 11 o'clock until 4 o'clock. If you'd like to schedule an appointment to go to that blood drive or maybe another upcoming at a local church, you can contact the Red Cross directly, 1-800-RED-CROSS, and you can find out all of the information about this and other events right there on our community calendar. It's posted online, matradayradio.com, or you can always stay updated on what's happening and how to get there on the Hail Mary media app. You know, that's really helpful if you can donate blood, because I saw a notice from the American Red Cross during the summer months, their blood supplies. They're pretty low. Yeah, because people are on vacation and and doing different things. And so, yeah, if you can help give blood, uh, yeah, wonderful. Good idea. Uh, Dina Marie, follow up now with uh, Father Kabicki continues our Saint of the Day right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Support from Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 742 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is going to be very, very hot today. An excessive heat warning in effect through Wednesday night. Red flag warning in effect through late tonight for high fire danger. High today going to run anywhere from 104 to 107 <laughs> up and down the Willamette Valley, southwest Washington, depending on where you're at. So uh, just be prepared. Try to stay cool if you can. Low tonight, just 75 degrees, and then hot again tomorrow, 102. Well, that low is the temperature right now, 70 degrees at Sacred Heart Church in Battleground, Washington. And it is 66 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Father James Kubicki. We've been talking about the lives of the saints for the month of August, particularly the life of St. Maximilian Kolbe. If you look at the calendar, August 14th is uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe, and the next day is a holy day of obligation. You know, there are no coincidences, Father James. When I look at the church calendar, I think, wow, the Lord just works in so many ways. Look how much Maximilian loved Our Lady and his feast day, the day that he died, is the day before the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Right. So let's start with that. What is the mm-hmm. Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary? It's not the Ascension of the Lord. This is the Assumption mm-hmm. of our Blessed Mother. Right. And we don't know exactly the day that she passed from this life to the next. But traditionally, that passing has been celebrated on August 15th. So it's it's beautiful to consider how St. Maximilian Kolbe passed from this life to the next on the 14th, the vigil, the anticipation, the eve of her assumption. And what we believe is that at the end of her earthly life, her earthly journey, she was taken body and soul into heaven. Now, you know, throughout the centuries, there's been some discussion, some debate We don't know whether or not she actually died. Um, My own opinion, um, and, you know, it's just just one person's opinion, is that as Jesus shared in our death because he was fully human, so I believe Mary also shared in death. And in fact, in the Eastern churches, the Eastern Catholic and Orthodox churches, they speak of this moment in her life as the falling asleep the dormition of our Blessed Mother, uh, falling asleep as in um, coming to the end of her life and and dying. When Pope Pius XII declared this to be a dogma of our faith in the year 1950, he declared 
to be a Catholic, we must believe that Mary, when she came to the end of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heaven. She shared in the fruits of Jesus' own resurrection. And the word, the expression that he used was, on the completion of her earthly life. So he left it open, whether that completion meant she actually died or that she didn't and was just assumed before death into heaven. What we believe is this, is that her body did not remain on earth, uh, but that it was taken up with her soul into heaven, which if you think about it makes sense because that was the body that held the bread of life, that held Jesus the source of life. And so um, Jesus did not want his mother to experience the corruption that would occur after death. And so after her passing from this life to the next, he took her body and soul to be with him forever in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Father James Kubicki with us as we talk about this, this solemnity, actually. And as we were mentioning over off the air, this is a holy day of obligation as well. Give us a little background on how that became or or placed on the calendar um, in the month of August, and just give us a little insight on this. Mm -hmm. Well, throughout history, it was celebrated at different times. And uh, at one point, it was concluded, let's celebrate it uh, in the month of August toward the end of, of the summer season in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, so there was it just a tradition that developed in different churches throughout uh, history. What we celebrate, though, is the passing of Mary from this life into the next. So normally, you know, we celebrate a saint's feast day on the day they die. And that's the day of their passage to the heavenly life. In Mary's case, we celebrated in the month of August on the 15th. And as you mentioned, it is a solemnity. It's uh, the highest order of feasts. Not all solemnities are celebrated as holy days of obligation. But this one is because you could say this is the primary feast of Mary. We celebrate her Immaculate Conception in December. We celebrate her birth in September. This is the day when we normally celebrate uh, saints' feast days, the day when they passed from this life to the next. And so this is the major feast in honor of Our Lady. And for that reason, we celebrate it as a holy day of obligation. Right. And so we've got the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, August 15th. Now, looking at my calendar, recently we've added and almost think of this novena of the queenship <laughs> of Mary. And I've seen beautiful art art images. We've got a beautiful image of the Queenship of Mary at our local national sanctuary of our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. It's this beautiful, the Holy Trinity crowning Mm -hmm. Our Lady. Give us a sense of this feast day and how they may be tied together. Okay. Well, actually, um, this became reality in the year 1969 when Pope St. Paul VI made some changes in the liturgical calendar. The Feast of the Queenship of Mary was, before that, celebrated on May 31st. Mary's month is May, and the conclusion of that month often resulted in people processing with a statue of Mary and crowning Mary. And so for many years, the Queenship of Mary was celebrated at the end of May, Mary's month. However, Pope Paul VI felt it was more appropriate to celebrate the Queenship of Mary after her arrival in heaven. 
In other words, to celebrate as we often do an octave, eight days. So um, eight days after Easter, leading up to Divine Mercy Sunday, we have Easter week, uh, eight days, an octave. Christmas, we have eight days of celebrating special Christmas days until we get to the uh, great solemnity of Mary, the mother of God on January 1st. So these eight-day celebrations are part of the little calendar in different ways. And Pope St. Paul VI felt that it was appropriate to celebrate Mary's being crowned as queen of heaven and earth after she was assumed into heaven. And so the feast that had been on August 22nd was the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. He moved that to uh, usually in June to follow right after the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, because these two hearts beat so closely as one. And I think it makes sense. And in our uh, prayer, the rosary, we have the glorious mysteries. The fourth glorious mystery is reflecting on Mary's assumption. The fifth is her coronation. As we celebrate those two realities, mysteries, it's uh, in the rosary, it's good to celebrate them liturgically uh, in August as well. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And to kind of come back full circle with our talk on Maximilian Kolbe, you mentioned this Marian consecration, and we've got all of these Marian feast days. In fact, if you look at the Marian feast day calendars, they're all over the 365 days of the year, you'll find many. But um, just give us a sense of what reason why we would tie a Marian feast day to maybe the end and to close our consecration date would become this time of, of a special mass and a, a make a make a prayer of consecration to Jesus through Mary on, let's say, the Assumption or the Queenship mm -hmm. of Mary? Well, back in, in 2003, I prepared to consecrate myself to our Blessed Mother using the de Montfort total consecration to Jesus through Mary formula. And uh, I celebrated my consecration on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December 8th. And it makes sense that we would the day that we would honor Mary, whether it's her birth, her, her assumption, her immaculate conception, or the Annunciation in March, and that one way of honoring her and celebrating those great moments in her life, um, one way of doing that would be to consecrate ourselves on that day. So that uh, it's a very great tradition also that on the day of our consecration, we celebrate it as an anniversary each year. So every year on December 8th, I remember how I consecrated myself in 2003 on that day. And it's a great way of, of again, honoring our Blessed Mother on one of her great feast days uh, to remember that consecration and to uh, renew it. Uh, sometimes people wonder, well, if I make this consecration, what are the obligations? And, and basically, it's a, a consecration. It's good. I have two short prayers that I pray every day, one in the morning, one in the evening, just to renew my consecration, reminding myself that I am a child of Mary. But beyond that, you know, there are no big obligations that people should be worried about. 
Right, right. And I think what a great thing during the summer season, I would really encourage people if you haven't already started, maybe a 33 day preparation, look to Maximilian Colby, look to St. Louis de Montfort, they're going to have some wonderful resources. Locally, Father uh, Michael Gately has put together a, a really beautiful program that will help groups come together, maybe families, couples, or individuals who just want to have that beautiful connection to Jesus through Mary. And again, ask for the saints to help us. And number one, if we're wondering, what am I supposed to do in my life? We'll ask our blessed mother. I think she'll have uh, some wonderful things to help us with. Again, Father James, what a great time to, I know you're doing missions and you've got some different retreats going on over the summer. So we'll pray for your safety as you travel here and there to bring the good news to so many. And with that, I just would invite you to help us close with your prayer and blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Mother Mary, who, when Jesus died on the cross, was given to us to be our mother. We ask you that we may be children of Mary who follow her example, always seeking your will in all things. And may the blessing of Almighty God, who is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon you, all our listeners, family, and friends. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James. Have a blessed summer season. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Dina Marie. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is Monday. That means a wonderful program tonight at 7.30. It is Living Stones with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers and Ken Hellenius. Please tune in for that. They always have wonderful episodes that you can catch right here on Mater Day Radio. If you go to our website, click on the programming schedule, you can print out a full program schedule for yourself. Again, that is Living Stones tonight at 7.30 or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. Find out more at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hi. My name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. 
To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Modern Day Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Modern Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 757 at Mater Day Radio, and sadly, the death toll continues to climb in Maui. We'll have the latest for you in the news. Also, regardless of your age, learning is a lifelong process. Coming up, we'll tell you about one graduate who has inspired his classmates and his 99-year-old mother. That story is coming up after this from Awaken the Saints. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. In every household, I can almost guarantee that either you as a parent or you as a sibling can pinpoint the mischievous one, or as my friends like to say, the humbler. If you can't think of anyone, then odds are it was probably you. I'm here to tell you that there's still hope. Raymond was that child in his home in a little Polish town. It wasn't until he was about 12 years old that he received a vision from the Virgin Mother that immediately changed his life for the better. In the vision, he was presented with two crowns, one white and the other red. Would he accept the white crown of purity or the red crown of martyrdom? Raymond gladly accepted both. He went on to study theology and upon his ordination, took the name Father Maximilian Kolbe. This is where his white crown would come in, the priesthood and religious life. He and six other brothers, while in seminary, founded the Immaculata Movement or the Militia Immaculata in 1917. Their desire was to convert sinners through the intercession of the miraculous medal of Mary for Christ. He's still one of the most well-known Marian theologians to this day, with many Marian devotions using his writings as a guide. Due to the tuberculosis he had developed early in his priesthood, Father Maximilian was limited to how long he could handle ministry work, but still managed to capture the hearts of millions with his teachings on the Virgin Mother and spread the gospel wherever he went. He eventually landed back in Poland, where he was arrested by the Nazi party, once in 1939 and again in 1941. For his second imprisonment, he was sent to Warsaw and transferred to the Auschwitz death camp, where he would gain his second crown of red. Father Maximilian regularly smuggled bread and wine to secretly celebrate mass in the camp. His calm disposition also earned him more beatings and cruel punishment than most prisoners. But this didn't destroy his faith one bit. One day, there was a prison break, and the protocol in camp demanded 10 men be punished by death for each escaped prisoner. A married man with young children was selected for the punishment, but Father Maximilian volunteered to take his place. Father Maximilian, along with countless other men, were led away to receive their lethal injections. It was said that while in their cells, Father Maximilian never stopped praying with the men and calmly held out his arm to receive the injection. He lived his entire life in service to the church and her people, and he would gladly do the same through his death. St. Maximilian Kolbe had a deep heart for service and the church's people, especially the families, until the end through the heart of Mary. May we too ask for the intercession of Christ's mother to protect our homes and better serve those around us. St. Maximilian Kolbe, patron saint of families and prisoners, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life.
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. And it's 8 o'clock in your news. During his Sunday Angelus, Pope Francis told the crowd at St. Peter's Square, Square, in times of fear and difficulty, call on Jesus, who has already conquered the powers of evil. The powers of evil that frighten us that we cannot master immediately take on smaller proportions with Jesus. The Pope's message was based on the Sunday Gospel passage, which recalls when Jesus walked on the water on the Lake of Galilee to meet his disciples, who were afraid because their boat was being tossed by wind and waves. The Holy Father explained, there is a message behind the walking on the water. At that time, he said, large bodies of water, especially during the storms, were believed to contain evil powers uncontrollable by man. Now the disciples found themselves in the middle of the lake when it was dark. They were afraid of sinking, of being sucked in by evil. And here comes Jesus walking on the waters, that is, over the powers of evil. And he says to his disciples, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Pope Francis told the crowd, Jesus is saying the same thing to us today. Do not be afraid. I have put your enemies under my feet. Not people, not that type of enemy, but sin, death, and the devil. The Holy Father said the prayer, Lord, save me, is beautiful. It expresses the certainty that the Lord can save us, that he conquers our evil and our fears. The Holy Father then invited those present to repeat those powerful words with him together three times, Lord, save me, Lord, save me, Lord, save me. The Holy Father concluded his message by asking for the protection of our Blessed Mother as he prayed, In the dark crossings, may Mary, Mother of Jesus and Star of the Sea, help us to seek the light of Jesus. Well, Maui County says the number of confirmed deaths from the wildfires on the island has risen to 96 making it the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than 100 years. Hawaii Governor Josh Green says there were 2,200 structures destroyed or damaged by the fast-moving fires this past week. He previously said the death toll is expected to rise as officials searched for remains. Emergency managers in Maui are still assessing the scope of the damage in the center of Lahaina and searching for places to house people displaced from their homes. The need for shelter is estimated to be as many as 4,500 people. The National Weather Service said Hurricane Dora, which passed south of the island chain, was partly to blame for strong winds that initially drove the flames, knocking out power and grounding firefighting helicopters. You sent me a story, pretty amazing, of the Catholic Church there Yeah, that appears to have survived the flames. There's a photograph of the Mm -hmm. church, and there's structures all around it that are basically burned to the ground, but the church continues to stand. But the church is still standing. It is kind of miraculous. We'll see more as as it continues. Will that church be completely spared? And and we've seen this over over history where you see these small areas. Uh, We didn't have St. Clair there, but we had prayer. So again continuing to pray for the recovery uh, of all mm-hmm. of those affected in the state of Hawaii. Well, the film, the faith-based film, Jesus Revolution, soared to popularity on the big screen in early 2023. Now it's become an immediate hit on Netflix, landing in the streaming services top 10 in the U.S. The film, which first hit theaters in February, debuted on Netflix on July 31st. By the next morning, it rated number eight in the top spot for the U.S. The success of 
Jesus Revolution comes at a time when interest in inspirational faith, television, and films has skyrocketed. The blockbuster series The Chosen, based on the ministry of Jesus and Sound of Freedom, a true true life film story that exposes the dark world of child trafficking, are both products of Angel Studios and have surpassed all expectations. Jesus Revolution tells the story of Greg Laurie, a senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship, and his wife Kathy and the Jesus movement of the 1960s and 70s. The film stars Frazier's Kelsey Grammer, The Chosen's Jonathan Rumi, and Super 8's Joel Courtney, and the story is based on Lori's book of the same title. Lori talks about the incredible success of the series, saying the timing of the Jesus Revolution is incredible. I believe God's hand has been on it from the beginning. The Jesus movement was the last great American spiritual awakening. Awakening. Some historians have said it was the greatest revival of all time. Our prayer continues to be that this film will prompt Christians everywhere to say, do it again, Lord. And he is. Yeah. I'd like to see that now that you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I haven't so, seen it yet. You know, you think about going back to the 60s and the 70s and all the the, the, the different the Woodstocks. Woodstocks <laughs> but then, you know, you had like God spelled yeah. Jesus Christ superstar, all of these. The Jesus Revolution. Yeah, that came out of that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Well, the effects of the pandemic have taken their toll on parking in the Rose City, leading to a significant closure. One of five downtown Portland parking garages will be shutting down beginning this Friday, August 18th. Portland Bureau of Transportation will close the 830-stall Smart Park Garage on Southwest 3rd Avenue and Alder Street. After a steep decline in occupancy, according to Bureau spokesperson Dylan Rivera, Rivera attributed the low occupancy to the fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic, which dealt a heavy blow to parking in downtown Portland. 2019, average peak hour occupancy of the third and Alder parking garage was consistently higher than 90 percent. This year, rates have fallen to 29 percent. Sidewalk and storefront cleaning, along with security patrols, will continue. The garage houses several businesses along its perimeter, which will remain open. I parked in that structure numerous times. I know which <laughs> one it is, but yeah, sorry to see it closing. Okay. Georgia Gwinnett College graduates cheered loudly as Sam Kaplan received his bachelor's degree in cinema and media arts, graduating summa cum laude. The 72-year-old graduate admits, I'm the first of my seven siblings to earn a degree. But even more than that degree, Kaplan was most happy to have his 99-year-old mother in the crowd to cheer him on at That's his great. graduation. I just love, there's a great image, a picture of him online with him and his, uh, you know, in his cap and gown yeah. and his 99-year-old mother. What a great thing. For her to look see. at my son. Oh, look up at there. my son. You know, he graduated from high school more than 50 years ago and over those five decades changed his posi- uh, profession several times from it running a cleaning company to working as a telemarketer, was a cab driver, worked for an electronics wholesaler. Then at the age of 68, Kaplan decided it's time to enroll in college. I says he was driving one day listening to the radio. He heard a spot promoting the local college and getting a degree in script writing. He pulled over to the side of the road. Five minutes later, he was registered for the fall semester. Nice. Uh, completing higher education was always on his list of things to do, but as a father of five children, he had to set his priorities and organize his time. Kaplan admits that in the classroom, he was a little nervous trying to adjust to the age of his fellow students who 
were about 50 years or more younger than yeah, him. I was say. <laughs> but he said he made it a goal to meet one new student each day and really get to know him. That genuine interest in his fellow students about their plans and what they intended to do in their lives made Kaplan popular and well-respected among his classmates. I'll bet. Yeah. He yeah. just was, everybody really liked him. And he says, um, you know, now what is he going to do? He might pursue his master's degree, uh, but with a love of screenwriting, and he's already authored two books, he might be ready to write his first screenplay. Uh, his advice to others is to say he's it's never too late to see your dreams come true. 72 is the new 20. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm banking on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great story. Uh, in sports, University of Portland men's soccer team continues its preseason with an exhibition match against the six-ranked Washington Huskies in Seattle this afternoon. Match is scheduled for 3 p.m. Pilots are coming off a 3-1 to exhibition victory against Seattle U this past Friday. Should be a good tester for Portland, who comes into this year ranked 13th in the United Soccer Coaches' Top 25 poll. Six-ranked Huskies are one of the top teams entering the season. They went 15-2-3 last year to win the Pac-12 title and earned a bye to the second round of the NCAA tournament last season as the number two seed. Probably going to be a little toasty up in Seattle for that match I think so. at 3 p.m. as well, so uh, good luck. Indoors with air conditioning <laughs> yes. is my preference. Well, St. Maximilian Colby, whose feast day is today, called the miraculous medal his bullet that he used as a spiritual weapon. Colby became convinced of the miraculous medal's spiritual influence when he heard the story of Alphonse Ratzespone. Radisbone was given a miraculous medal from a Catholic convert. While at first Radisbone protested at wearing the medal, he decided to put it around his neck and to say the memorare prayer each day. He figured it couldn't do any harm and would prove all the ridiculous nature of Catholicism. One day when Radisbone entered a church, it appeared to be engulfed in a miraculous light. He looked to the altar from where the light was coming and he saw the Virgin Mary appearing as she did on the miraculous medal. He left the church in tears, clutching his miraculous medal and converted to the Catholic faith. Well, St. Maximilian Kolbe heard this story and it became a primary impetus between be, uh, behind his own use of that miraculous medal. Now, the medal was not only distributed by Colby, but was worn by those in his religious order and in the Militia Immaculata, the group of spiritual disciples who followed Colby's teachings. The medal itself does not possess any power as it is a sacramental in the Catholic Church, which means is an extension of the seven sacraments and invokes the grace of God. Do you have a miraculous medal? I've got one right here. There you go. I've got it attached to my scapular so with saint maximilian pray, pray for us pray for us it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community and St. Paul Catholic Church in Eugene hosting a Catholic and recovery meeting on Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. The parish invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachments are invited to come as they discuss recovery topics and pray. Catholic and recovery meetings are available in person and on Zoom and confidentiality is protected. You can find out about this and all of our events on our community calendar found online at matradayradio.com or you can see Simply go to our Hail Mary media app and check out about what's going on in our community. Well, we're going to learn about faith during the summer, mm -hmm. right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support from Matriday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MatradayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it's 8.14 on your Monday morning. We have an excessive heat warning in effect in the Portland metro area for our weather, as well as a red flag warning, at least through this evening. Sunny and hot temperatures today predicts to be the hottest with 104 locally. Some breezy conditions, which is not good for our fire situation. And clear skies tonight, just 75 for an overnight low. Tuesday back up past 100, 102, probably back down to 70 degrees. And gustier winds for tomorrow. Tomorrow night. So again, just be cautious out there. Wednesday, 99 degrees. Thursday and Friday, still into the 90s. Actually, Friday, we've got a cooling trend predicted with temperatures near 83 degrees. Currently outside in the Vancouver area, Proto-Cathedral of St. James is checking in at 75 degrees.
Yeah, in Salem, we're supposed to be 107 today. <laughs> it's currently 68 degrees at Queen of Peace Church. For many of us, summertime is when we sleep in a little later, maybe stay up a little longer to enjoy these long days. And perhaps your regular routine has gone out the window in exchange for a spontaneous day trip or even a longer summer vacation. But it also means being able to use some of this downtime to refocus and renew your faith. And if you allow time for the Lord, well, these ordinary weeks of the liturgical calendar are anything but routine. Joining me today to tell us more about how to make the most of these summer days, it is our good friend, Emily Jaminette. Emily, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for coming back on The Morning Show. Absolutely. I love coming on your morning show. And, you know, I'm right in the thick of summer. I have seven children um, in which five of them are currently living at home this summer. And it's it's busy. I have children at swimming pools. I have children, you know, uh, working. But I'll tell you, summer is an amazing time to grow closer to Christ and really grow closer to your family as well. So it's it's time that we, you know, slow our pace a little bit and the many blessings right in front of our very own eyes. Emily, I love the activity of summertime because while schedules can be full, it's an opportunity where you want to say, yes, let's do these things. Let's do these things together. Kids come home from college in the summertime and it feels like what seemed like the a, a big house often shrinks down right away. But as I said, these summer months can be filled with time off and day trips and vacations, but it's an important time to not take a vacation from our faith. Vacation time is a perfect opportunity to refocus and center our lives again on Christ. Tell us how you do that in your family. Well, I just returned from a extended family vacation. We went to the beach um, with my seven children, my brothers, my parents, and of course my husband. And it was a very special week because we uh, were celebrating my brother's 20th year of priesthood. We were celebrating my 25th year of wedding. Uh, I was married 25 years ago. And it was an opportunity for the children to catch the faith in a new way through daily mass, group prayer, lots and lots of family meals where we had to pass the bowl from one end of the table to the other. But for them to encounter faith, family, and even the beauty of being at the beach every sunrise and every sunset. Practicing our faith, sometimes we allow that to be very centered and focused because we need to have that strong inner faith. But it's important for our children to see us in that centering kind of prayer and then using that strength and share it with the whole family. Why is our faith so important to be shared with our kids, especially when we're out and about on on vacation and with other members? Well, one of the things, Brenda how we pass the torch of faith to the next generation. Um, in my most recent book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, I share about how my mother wrote, you know, we're fourth generation Catholic of, of living devotions out in the home. We can't just assume that without really being deliberate that this is going to go forth. So first, praying for our family and setting up opportunities to have faith-filled conversations allowing us to get to know each other, maybe as we did in this week of being on vacation together. But it felt different, Brenda, than just going on vacation, because Jesus was with us every day as we stopped right before lunch to 
attend Mass. We, you know, again, we prayed and we, we learned to put that lens of gratitude on so that everything, even that rainstorm that came through and, you know, ruined our beach moment, allowed us to give glory to God. So it's really about fostering the right attitude, passing on the faith, and, and preaching through our actions and our love to our very family members. Emily, I've heard this before, too, when we've been on vacations. We always make sure that as we are getting closer to that weekend, we plan ahead. Where will we be? What is the church in that town? What time will we be able to get in there? And the kids are like, oh, you know, we're just having a good time. We don't want to break and, and do that. But they learned very early on it was really important that that is our requirement. That is what we do as Catholics. You were able to celebrate with your brother 20 years of priest, and you had Mass often with your family, daily Mass. Did you find that it you your children were trying to talk you out of this? Or did, <laughs> as the week went on, going to daily Mass on vacation began to be something that, well, they were excited to be able to do together. How did that work out for you? Well, I think you bring up such the truth of family dynamics, you know, and one of the things my brother wasn't used to is, family dynamics of getting to Mass, right? Usually the priest begins uh, the get sacrifice of the Mass, and it's beautiful, And but he doesn't realize all the backstory in which people are grumbling or they have an opinion about this or that. But what we learned together on this family vacation is that we are in a great spiritual battle, and we need to support each other as we lift up our, you know, in prayer, our, our priests, we pray for our, all of our religious, but they also pray for us, the laity. And one of the rules that I established in the very beginning with my husband is no matter what grumbling you hear, you know, we will attend Mass as a family. This is very important. This is the way we thank the Lord. And setting that expectation up with the children, within the whole unit, one of the things we discovered was we had a wonderful lunch afterwards. We weren't eating peanut butter and jellies with sand in it, but we were having this community, this experience. And at the end of the week, my my daughter my uh, middle school daughter said, I- I'd like to do this every day. This was a really nice gift. So sometimes we dismiss something long before the fruit can even develop, first of all. And second of all, we give the Lord such a little bit of time, He can't really work on our hearts if we only give Him, you know, a shot-out prayer here and there. But it's about, it's about coming together, unifying our hearts with His heart, and growing in, in gratitude. But it is important we unplug, right, Brenda? On vacation, we need to have some time away from the busyness of life. Emily, I cannot agree with you more. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about the ways that you unplug and refocus your prayer life and how you draw on this devotion to the Sacred Heart. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. 822 on your Monday morning here, Dina Marie and David checking in with you. And you can hear that podcast of that interview. It's always great to get updated on what's happening during the summer, saints, activities, events, and all of that is found in a couple of great places. One is right online at matradayradio.com. You can go to the Morning Blend link and listen to all of those Morning Blend podcasts. But easier when you are on the go, like David is on the go, (laughs) you can check out those podcasts on the Hail Mary Media app. 
free, easy to download. Thousands of people are finding this. Every time, David, I go to a group, yeah. uh, I go to a church event, I go to some retreat, I hand out the postcards that Sarah Kenzie's made, and I said, hey, right now, here's your homework. Download that Hail Mary Media app nice. free with all of the podcasts, all of the prayers, the rosary. I love to have that access to the rosary with Archbishop Alexander Sample, and that's available at the Hail Mary Media app, thanks to Matre Day Radio. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. How many times have you heard it said that the church has been weak and ineffective? Well, G.K. Chesterton says the church has been so powerful and effective that it colored even the things it had not hoped to influence and changed its enemies as well as its friends. It affects everything it touches. It inspires a life-changing love from its friends and a self-destructive hatred from its enemies. Its enemies will do everything to destroy it and they end up destroying everything, except the church. The Catholic Church, says Chesterton, has endured for 2,000 years, and the world within the church has been more lucid, more level-headed, more reasonable in its hopes, more healthy in its instincts, more humorous and cheerful in the face of fate and death than all the world outside. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio. Some weather warnings for you. We'll have that for you in the news. And during a Sunday Angelus, the Holy Father addresses the ongoing tragedies at sea. He calls for healing, solidarity, and brotherhood. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a few. But first, we've got this from... Yes, it's Michael Mathias and Amplified on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Oh, my friends, we are called all for one and one for all to mend a broken street.
Matthias and Amplified on Matra Day Radio. It's now 8.30. And in your news, to say it's going to be a hot week, probably a bit of an understatement <laughs> with temperatures soaring into triple digits. Hit 100 on the nose yesterday mm. in Portland. Uh, it could be hotter today, though. An excessive heat warning has been issued by the National Weather Service through Wednesday night. Portland and Multnomah County officials declared a state of emergency Sunday due to excessive heat in the region and opened three cooling centers. Now, the cooling centers will welcome pets and people with food and water from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Multnomah County East, Cook Plaza, and the Old Town Cooling Center. Portland Water Bureau has opened a number of misting stations that will spray cool water 24 hours a day, and TriMet will not charge anyone heading to a cooling space. There was also a red flag warning in effect through tonight due to hot, windy conditions and critical fire danger and rapid fire spread. So uh, 
going to be very careful out there. And I know you've got news of a fire. Yeah, absolutely. A, a level three go now evacuation order has been issued over the lookout fire burning in the Cascade foothills of Lane County. On Sunday, Oregon Governor Tina Kotek declared the Emergency Conflagration Act for the fire. The move allows the Oregon State Fire Marshal to mobilize firefighters and equipment and the Blue Incident Management Team to protect life and property threatened by those flames. Hot temperatures and gusty winds fuel the fire through Sunday. The Lane County Sheriff's Office has also issued Level 1 Get Ready order for other residents. Now, those areas that are under the Level 3 evacuations include Taylor Road, North Bank Road, all areas north of Highway 126 between Blue River Reservoir Ward Road and Drury Lane, also Mona Campground, Lookout Campground, and H.J. Andrews Experimental Forest Headquarters. Those areas that are under the Level 1 evacuations are areas south of Highway 126 from Blue River Reservoir Road to East Foley Ridge Road and Mackenzie River Drive. Now, the Lane County Sheriff's Office does remind the public they cannot guarantee they will be able to notify you if conditions rapidly deteriorate. Residents in these areas are urged to continue to closely monitor phone, local media, and lanecounty.org slash lookout fire for more information. You know, I was looking on the National Weather Service, the satellite pictures there and just how much smoke, smoke. some of these fires are putting out. So That's a whole nother issue of yeah, problems. So, yeah, if you, you could be seeing some hazy skies today, needless to say, mm-hmm. because of that reason. So that's uh, another thing to watch for. Well, if you bought any candles from Target, you may want to check them for safety. According to a notice from fed, federal regulators, Target is recalling 2.2 million candles Due to lacerations and burn hazards, the recall impacts threshold branded glass jar candles sold in multiple sizes and various scents, including frosted vanilla cupcake, rose petal and lotus, blue agave, cactus pumpkin spice, among others. According to Thursday's notice published by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the jars of these candles can break during use risking burns and lacerations. Target has received 19 reports of candle jars breaking or cracking during use for this recall, resulting in one minor injury. The notice states that consumers with the recalled threshold products should immediately stop using them. Candles can be returned to any Target store or by mail for a full refund. During his Sunday Angelus address before a crowd of nearly 15,000, Pope Francis called attention to the thousands of people who have lost their lives trying to cross the Mediterranean Sea to emigrate to Europe this year. The Holy Father said it is an open wound of our humanity, adding that the deaths bring pain and shame. According to the UN Refuge Refugee Agency, an estimated 2,175 men, women, and children are either missing or dead in the Mediterranean Sea as of August 13th. Last year, in the same period of time, the unestimated dead and missing was 1,361. To the crowd in St. Peter's Square, Pope Francis said he had prayed for the 41 migrants who died in the latest Mediterranean shipwreck tragedy. Survivors rescued off the coast of a small Italian island reported the migrant shipwreck last week. As of August 6th, an estimated 90,763 migrants have arrived in Italy by sea this year, a large uptick from the previous year. The Holy Father concluded his message by saying, I encourage 
urge political and diplomatic efforts that seek to heal the wounds of migrant deaths in a spirit of solidarity and brotherhood, as well as the efforts of all those working to prevent shipwrecks and rescue migrants. In sports, the Final Four now set in the FIFA Women's World Cup as quarterfinal action concluded over the weekend. Both semifinal matches will be early tomorrow morning. So first up is Spain against Sweden. That begins at 1 a.m. our time in Auckland, New Zealand. That will be followed by Australia versus England. That's at 3 a.m. our time from Sydney, Australia. Both of those games will be televised on Fox. So uh, sent the recorder. That's what I will (laughs) more than likely do. A championship match, by the way, is this Sunday at 3 a.m. It's it's funny to say, yeah, 3 (laughs) a.m. Well, Well, they're a little far away. Yes, way down under. Well, did you know that the liturgical custom of kissing the altar is one of the oldest dating back to the 4th century? That's right. Before celebrating every Mass, the priest and the deacon approach the altar and kiss it. Now, to some, this practice seems rather odd as altars are material objects of stone or wood and don't seem to warrant any particular reverence. So what's the significance behind the ancient custom? Well, kissing holy and sacred objects has been part of various world religions for thousands of years. The practice comes from cultures where the kiss was viewed as a sign of respect or used as a greeting and was naturally applied to objects that represented the divine. Outside of pagan worship, there also grew a tradition in some cultures of kissing the dinner table at special occasions. As Christians developed liturgy, they adapted customs from their own culture and gave them new significance. Kissing the altar was one of them and quickly attached to the actions of the priest at Mass. For Catholics, the altar receives its importance in connection with the holy sacrifice of the Mass that is celebrated upon it. The altar had been has been set apart for this singular purpose, and the bishop consecrates it when it is installed in a new church. In fact, the ceremony of consecration mimics the baptism of a new Christian, as the bishop uses holy oils to bless the altar and vests it with a white garment after the prayers have been completed. Thus, kissing the altar can be viewed as honoring this special role it has in the liturgy as the consecration was given by the bishop. Additionally, over time, relics of saints were inserted into the altar, and when the priest kissed the altar, he would be kissing the relics as well. So it's true that the altars are material objects. They have been set apart for a specific purpose, and kissing the altar recognizes its privileged role and relation to the divine sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So I have a trivia question for you. Yeah. So do you know what they uh, kiss in Ireland? The Blarney the Stone. The Blarney Stone. That's right. <laughs> okay. good, good, good job. You know, I always like the, the uh, when like a new church is built and they yeah. bring the altar in. That's a big thing. I mean, it's that's, a beautiful yeah, ceremony. It it's is. It's pretty amazing. I mean, that altar is completely covered in the holy oils. I've only seen this once at yeah. the University of Portland when they installed a brand new altar mm-hmm. there at the um, Chapel of Christ the Teacher and right. Archbishop Sample. Uh, it's a beautiful consecration ceremony. If you ever get a chance at a new church, or a blessing of an altar, yeah. it's it's worth your time and definitely makes a difference. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Well, registration is going on now for a unique retreat specifically designed for our Catholic high school youth. It goes from August 15th through the 17th in the Archdiocese of Seattle. It's called Unplug with the Lord, Recognizing God's Voice. It will feature talks by Youth Ministry Services and Vocation Director Father Justin Ryan. And this will be held at the Archbishop Burnett Retreat Center in Federal Way, Washington. Information on this and many other events that are going on in and around our community, you'll find them on our community calendar, which is easy to find. It's matradayradio.com. And we'll have more on faith during these summer months right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Somewhere deep inside each one of us is a burning desire to finally become the person God created us to be. Amidst our brokenness, disease, and spiritual wounds, Jesus is responding today with transformative love and restoration. Join Dr. Bob Schutz, Bart Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and the John Paul II Healing Center for Healing the Whole Person and Day of Equipping. Hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon from November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levang in Happy Valley. Through three days of teaching, worship, prayer, and testimony, you will encounter God in a powerful way, experiencing deeper freedom as the Father speaks to you in the depths of your heart. Learn more about in-person, Spanish, or virtual attendance options by visiting the John Paul II Healing Center online at jpiihealingcenter.org. That's jpiihealingcenter.org. Registration opens August 28th. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.42 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be very hot today. We've got both a red flag warning in effect until late tonight, an excessive heat warning in effect until Wednesday night. High today, up and down the valley, anywhere from 104 to 107. Low tonight, just 75 degrees, and then hot again tomorrow, high of 102. Wednesday cools a bit, 99, your projected <laughs> high. So by the end of the week, hopefully, mm-hmm. it starts to back off a little bit, all the heat. Well, current temperature in Ridgeville, Washington at St. Mary of Guadalupe Mission is 77 degrees. Yeah, it's 75 degrees at St. Anne's Church in Gresham.
And I am back with the wonderful Emily Jaminette. You hear Emily's mother's moments here on Matra Day Radio during the morning blend. And Emily is joining us today, fresh back from a family vacation and ready to dive ever more deeply into a very special devotion to the Sacred Heart. Emily, thanks so much for staying with me. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things, Brenda, is we're talking about vacation, telling the Lord to touch our hearts. A lot of times we have to unplug to reconnect. And for me, you know, the first thing is after prayer to start going through those emails or start going through my to-do list. And on this vacation instead, it was more prayer, more silence, more time with my family. So enjoying that second cup of coffee, first with Christ and second, you know, with my husband or walking the beach, but allowing us to be intentional with our time. It's not just wasting time on vacation, but intentional so that we come back stronger. Emily, you talk about unplugging, and even now you're right, just as you were saying that, I find that there are certain times where I've just become so naturally accustomed to grabbing my phone or getting on the computer to check emails and things that really waste time. Do you set up rules within your own family when it's time for vacation where you go, all right, kids, everybody, off your devices. We are getting together. We are doing this. And I don't want to hear anything. Do you have to set up rules like that just so that way, well, time is focused on each other? We really do. And one of the things I've learned within the big family is the younger children felt left out. You know, I remember one moment where my daughter said, I wish I had a phone like you. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, because you can always use it. And it made me say, she's right, it needs to be a tool, but it shouldn't be accessed just because, right? So making sure that we all, if we're on vacation or if we're not on vacation, what is our interaction with our phones? Do we pull it out just to check something, or are we a little bit more intentional? Um, that, that's a very important piece. And the second thing is, is that because we had a lot of family time, we did not need all of that screen time. And that's important, too, is as you mentioned before we started talking, keeping a full schedule, keeping it active, and really spending time together as a priority, it, it took away from, from some of the individualism that can happen. Emily, just recently, my husband and I were on a camp trip. We pulled out an old board game and just having that time in front of each other, phones put away. It is wonderful. Even our own kids, boy, they get a little bit loud and rambunctious when a when a fierce game of Catan is going on. But those are important times to unplug everything in the world, too, especially when kids are on devices. It feels like they are just exposed to so many things. And without a strong foundation in faith, without the protection of our Lord to protect their hearts, to protect their eyes, boy, our defenses can really wear down. Your devotion, your focus and attention to the Sacred Heart has been so important to you. You have the book about the devotion to the Sacred Heart. How is that devotion really meant to bolster up not only your own faith, but really as a, as a guard for the family? Brenda, what a great question you just asked me, because the truth is Jesus is there for each one of us. He not only wants to participate in our day-to-day life, but he wants us to encounter his love, to not to encounter his love and then to respond to his love. And through that comes this beautiful devotion to the sacred heart. 
I was very touched and honored when my bishop, Bishop Earl Fernandez, wrote about my most recent book, Holy Habits and the Sacred Heart. He said, this book offers concrete and practical ways of healing broken relationships within the family and experiencing not only the mercy of the heart of Jesus, but also the joys and delights of his heart. And to me, it was that powerful reminder that the Lord wants to heal, restore, comfort, strengthen, and even protect our families right now in the culture in which we lived in, in the times that we live in. Emily, just a moment ago when we were talking about your vacation with your family and that spending time is a priority. That's a priority. We we recognize that as uh, family members, as parents, that our children are a priority. But we also have to make sure that our defenses are strong, that we are ready to protect them against all of these forces. So much effort now has been put forward to bring back the time of adoration before the Lord. Do you find that when you are able to spend more time in adoration that you feel like your defenses are also up, where you feel like you are stronger to be able to face those forces that are trying to tear apart the family? Well, I think you highlight the importance of spending time with the Lord, spending time in cultivating that deep personal relationship. And as Catholics, you know, we can go to our our local church if it's an adoration if it's even just spending some time before the tabernacle and allowing the Lord to speak to our hearts. And as we talked about the busyness of our culture and the phones and the devices and the emails that never stop shooting out at us, we have to have a safe space. And to me, as a Catholic mom, that's where I go. It's time before the Blessed Sacrament, time before the Lord. And even my husband and I have an adoration time that we try to make, and he definitely makes every week as we pray for our family. Oh, absolutely perfect. Emily, and for families who do attend church on a regular basis, it's we're used to praying by ourselves in solitude before Christ. It's also important that our children see us praying also and bring them in and just praying a family rosary together. All of these things meant to just ensure the family that is strong and prayerful and always facing the Lord through every type of obstacle. Emily, it is always such a great time when we get to talk. Remind our listeners where they can find more information about you, your book, and some of the resources you have available. Well, thank you so much. You can always reach me at emilygiaminette.com. You can learn more about the Sacred Heart at welcomehisheart.com. And I'd love to encounter and meet any of your listeners on social media as well. Oh, thank you. And it's a wonderful time to be with you today, Emily. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. And again, that is Emily Jaminette. I will be sure to include the link to her webpage so you can find out all those resources for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.50 at Mater Day Radio. David and Dina Marie with you on this Monday morning. So I have a question for you, Dina okay. Marie. Okay. What do all of these things have in common? Mm-hmm. All right. Catholic Community Services of Lane County Back to School Drive. Yeah. 24th Annual William Bird Festival. Ooh. True Devotion to Mary Silent Retreat at Mount Angel Abbey. 
and American Red Cross Blood Drive at St. Mary's Parish in Mount Angel. What wow. do they all have in common? These are all amazing events on our community calendar. That is exactly yeah. right. So just think about all of the summer There's events. There's so many things going yeah. on. Yeah, you, you yourself, you've done just over the last couple of weeks. Well, and I put things on the community calendar. I make sure to send Deb all the information and Brenda, but I tell you what, I go in there and I look at all the activities. I think, wow, we are blessed to be a part of the Catholic community here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I mean, it's just loaded with all of these wonderful activities that you can participate in. If you go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, click on Community Calendar. Again, you can see these listings of events, and uh, Deb does a great job of keeping it up to date. And by the way, if you have an event, you can submit it as well, so we can get it on the Community Calendar. So again, loaded with events and activities throughout our Archdiocese of Portland and beyond. It is Mater Dei Radio's Community Calendar on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. 8.54 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. As we've been saying all along mm-hmm. this morning, going to be very hot today. Red flag warning in effect until tonight. Excessive heat warning in effect till Wednesday night. High today, 104. Clear tonight, 75. You're low. And then hot again tomorrow, 102 for Tuesday. It looks like around 99 for Wednesday. It is currently 77 degrees in the Rose City. All right, we're going to wrap things up today with Matt Marr, Won't Let Me Down on Mater Day Radio. Standing in ruins Covered in ashes Oh, I got a wife 
It's 8.59, Mater Day Radio. That's going to wrap it up for the morning blend <laughs> on this hot Monday. David and Dina Marie with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We do appreciate it. So just a reminder again, because of the very hot weather, uh, check on your neighbors, uh, your relatives, your family. If you, if you know folks living alone, maybe they don't have air conditioning. Uh, yeah, definitely check on and make sure they're doing okay today because it is going to be really hot as we've said it's going to be 104 here in the portland area maybe 107 yeah in in salem uh in multnomah county in washington county uh, some cooling centers have been opened and we we talked about too that 
TriMet. You can ride TriMet to a cooling center for free. They're not going to charge you for that. And some uh, misting locations mm-hmm. as where, well, where they're going to be, uh, you know, basically just spraying out water as a place to go get cool. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's sprinkler time. Again, find places to be in the shade. But, you know, the fire season and the fire dangers are still such a top priority for us to be cautious of, to be listening, to be kind of watching out for what's going on. So continue to support our local firemen and all those first responders. Uh, This is a tough season, I know, David, because there's a lot of things that are vying uh, those in the hospitals. Those are on the front line. And, you know, one of the key things for us is to pray. Let's continue to pray for them and for their strength and their ability to respond uh, when the need is high. So uh, I just can't emphasize that enough. We'll just continue to pray. Mm, Take it easy today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I just got my first cup of coffee, so I'll be back tomorrow morning. Remember, folks, tomorrow Assumption, a holy day of opportunity, obligation. Get to Mass either tonight for a vigil or tomorrow for the feast.